0: to give Ben Charrington an awful lot of credit for the approach he's taken to building the Pirates up into a contender. I am not prepared to give him credit for what would be a masterstroke of genius if it were intentional. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes to you every Monday through Friday, bright and early in the morning part of the DK Sports Radio podcasting network, which also offers my daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. Gregory Polanco is still here. Gregory Polanco is going to collect $11 million in salary from the Pirates this year. Gregory Polanco is going to account for one-fourth of the payroll. Gregory Polanco batted 153 in 2020. Gregory Polanco might have been the single worst everyday position player in all of Major League Baseball. And yeah, I'm going to talk about Gregory Polanco because he's going to be the guy. I'll call it right now and it is not a gutsy call who's the focus of most of the fans' ire in 2021 he's set up to be the one who after a tough loss everybody yells not only at him but at Derek Shelton for putting him in the lineup day after day at Charrington for not just getting rid of him for a bag of balls at Bob Nutting just for being Bob Nutting it's all going to come back to Polanco and if I wasn't more aware of what reality is. I would think to myself, at least somewhere in the recesses of my mind, that Charrington would be doing this on purpose to take some of the pressure off of the other guys on the team so that you don't make a scapegoat out of, I don't know, let's say Brian Hayes were to struggle or Brian Reynolds were to have another rough start to his season or Kevin Newman or Mitch Keller or someone like that that means something toward the future of the team. Whatever the fans do to Greg, he's already heard before. Whatever the fans uh, say to Greg when they're sitting above the Clemente wall and have a chance to yell at him after his third straight strikeout with the bases loaded, he's heard all that too. And he's going to collect, as I've mentioned, a whole boatload of money along the way with virtually no chance of being moved out. I know we can all think, wow, if Greg just gets hot and the Pirates can move him and they could get something. No. Even if you move Polanco, let's say he he bursts out. I'm just totally winging it here, obviously. This is way hypothetical because I don't see this happening at all. But let's just say that he were to burst out in April and May the way he did when he first came onto the scene for the pirates in 2014 if you'll recall where he looked like like a baby-faced dave parker in every way even that swing and the follow through and the the big hose out and right and the future just seemed not bright it it seemed astronomically optimistic let's just say that were to happen Charrington still has to move his contract, which means that the very best that you can hope for is a team somewhere just says, you know what, we're going to take him off your hands and we're going to take his 11 million off your hands. We're not giving you a thing in return. Well, then what did you get? What did you gain as a Pirates fan? The payroll got even lower. I mean, it almost can't get lower than it is. You got some prorated money back that uh, ideally, will be applied toward future payrolls or whatever. It's it, it's there's no win to be had here. There's not a positive outcome to be had from Polanco still being on the Pirates roster in 2021. So he's going to have to just basically grin and bear it, and you know, cash the checks. I like Greg. I'm not sitting here cutting him up. I've been one of the few people that's had his back since he's been here. A lot of what's been written and spoken about Greg in his tenure with the Pirates has been unfair and, in some cases, outright inaccurate. He's been attached at times to mistakes that Starling Marte made that he didn't, and as a result... His own mistakes would get magnified when they happen. And, of course, there was the one episode at Wrigley Field where he stumbled all over himself on a routine pop-up to right that really sticks in everybody's head. And nobody remembers any of the 85 home runs he's hit in his time here or some of the other good things that he's done. He's been a disappointment. I'm not shielding him from anything. He hit 153 last year. He's hit 246 as a pirate. That's... That's a disappointment any way you want to cut it up. There are times that he has lapsed out where he's done something remarkably like, What? He's already had one of those episodes in spring training, dropping a pop-up. He's had them on the base paths, He's had them at the plate. He's had them everywhere. But I've never known him to not care similarly as I frequently expressed regarding Marte when he was here. I've never known him to not care, to not be invested in how good he is, how, how professionally he presents himself in a major league uniform. If anything, Greg's actually, in a curious kind of way, very comfortable in a star's skin. Uh, not sure how I can explain that to you, what I meant there. He, without being arrogant carries himself as if he knows that he is the most talented player on the field, which in almost every setting, believe it or not, he is. He can do things that others can't do. Maybe that helps to get my point across. He can make a throw. He can hit a baseball in a way that others can't. One of the most amazing individual stats— in the entire sport in 2020 was that Greg hit 153 while also having a top three exit velocity. Meaning when he did make contact, he made brutal contact. He murdered the ball. That's why he's still here. That's why Charrington didn't just say, you know what? We're just going to buy this out. Just go away. Just go away. They're going to try to salvage something of him. I don't know what. I don't know how. If it's nothing more than getting somebody to take his money and Ben Charrington is as convinced as ever that he'll be able to apply that money toward the future, maybe he sees that, meaning Charrington does, as the W in this. But for my own devious purposes, I'd still prefer to think that Greg is here to take all of your wrath while the Pirates... Really, really struggle throughout the coming summer. When we come back, just one question. for just one question. If you'd like to leave one, you can do so by visiting DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that encompasses this podcast and leave it right there in comments. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Open for business. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's just one question comes from Harold Dunn, who asks very simply, how about retire 21 in 21? I like that, Harold. That doesn't. That has a good sound to it. I've been uh, an open and vocal advocate of Major League Baseball hopefully someday retiring Roberto Clemente's Number twenty-one across the scope of the sport. The way it did for Jackie Robinson, a few years back in Phoenix at the All-Star Game, there was a session conducted a little bit out of town by Bud Selig, who was the commissioner at the time, and Vera Clemente, who was, you know, with us at the time. And I, I was there at the Clemente family's invitation. And they didn't expressly say it was to to try to ask questions and whatever else there to gauge the commissioner's reaction or to maybe put him a little bit on the spot about retiring 21. But I kind of took it that way, so I did that. And afterward, I remember very vividly uh, Mrs. Clemente coming up to me and just grabbing my hand uh some a memory i'll I'll carry with me forever it hasn't happened of course i I don't believe that it will happen. I believe that there's been a a stance that was passed down from Seelig to Rob Manfred that there's only one Jackie Robinson, and that no one else should ever receive such treatment. I'm not sure how this would dilute the respect the recognition the treatment that's been given to Jackie and what he achieved. But I'm very confident in saying that Clemente means to the broader Latin American community. When I say that, I'm being very careful to not limit it to Puerto Rico. Uh, His impact spans Puerto Rico, Dominican, Venezuela, Colombia, Mexico, wherever baseball is played— to our South in a way that usually doesn't happen in that part of the world. I've spent time down there, and I know that one of the things that really jumps out at people, this is in the Dominican in particular, is that they find it striking that a Puerto Rican is held in such high regard in their country. You'll hear the same thing, Venezuela, Colombia, uh, especially Mexico. But that's who and what Clemente was and continues to be. It's a really, really, really tough discussion to start getting into comparing Jackie and Roberto. I mean, it's got nowhere to go that ends well. Because you're going to have to say something negative about one or the other. And there's just, there isn't anything uh, good to come from that. But I will say that my hope for retiring 21 uh is at a at a low point. I don't see it coming. Uh it would almost certainly require a new commissioner who would not just adopt the stances of his predecessor, which by the way, Manfred has done with Seelig as if the two are the same person. If you ask me to look into a crystal ball and gaze in there and see if it could ever happen, I would say yes, it could happen someday. I would say that if you have a commissioner of Major League Baseball who is either a minority or specifically of Latin American descent, and neither of those things can be ruled out, obviously, you might have a different thought process here. Because the legend of Clemente, which isn't mythology, it's real. What he did on and off the field, and of course his ultimate sacrifice at the end, was real. That's not going to go away. That's not fading. That's not something that somebody else is going to come along and supplant it or replace it. There's only one. Roberto Clemente. There will only ever be one Roberto Clemente, just as there can only ever be one Jackie Robinson. And maybe, maybe someday he'll get his due, but I have a feeling we're going to be waiting for quite a while. Thanks for the question, Harold. I appreciate it. Thanks to everybody for listening. We will do this again tomorrow.